0: We know that caregiving is tough, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and intellectually. We also know it can be rewarding and full of love, surprise, and adventure. Sometimes we laugh, cry, or scream, but always we advocate and we always support each other. 365 caregiving tips practical tips from everyday caregivers is the beginning of a series of books created with the intent of helping others through their caregiving journey the tips are practical because as caregivers we have to be practical we have to make the most of our limited time money and energy and these tips are designed with those limited resources in mind read one tip a day or enjoy them all at once Our hope is that by sharing these tips, your caregiving day will be easier and your load a little lighter. Stay tuned and enjoy some tips now. This episode is brought to you by Caregiver Chronicles, an eight-week online course from diagnosis through hospice. For more information, use the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those caring for a loved one with memory loss. I had so much fun with today's guest that I invited
1: her back. So thanks for joining me, Jinsy. Oh, Jennifer, thank you for having me back. It was a lot of fun the other day. I really enjoyed it. Me too. So today we're going to
0: talk about your book, 365 Caregiving tips? Correct. Did I get that right? Oh, good. It did I love it when the brain cells actually work?
1: I know it's always encouraging, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but mine feel like they're working a lot less these days. I keep losing things and I know they're in my house somewhere. But where?
0: How did you come up with 365 caregiving tips?
1: Well, I am one of actually five co-authors on our books. Here is, this is our first book, 365 Caregiving Tips, Practical Tips from Everyday Caregivers. And we started with that one. We are five caregivers who just met online. So there's me and I take care of my husband. And there's uh, Kathy, her husband has passed away, but he had uh, dementia with Lewy bodies. There's Peggy and her husband had a variety of, of issues. There's Trish, who, as much as she doesn't agree, she really is kind of the brains behind the whole thing. So let's give credit where credit's due. And her brother has, um, has had epilepsy his whole life. It's very severe. And then mm-hmm. her husband, Richard, who's actually also the fifth of the co-authors, like poor guy with the four of us women, um, he has his own issues from being hit by a drunk driver years ago. And then yeah. his mother recently passed away, but she also had health issues as well. So that's how we are all these five caregivers. And like I said, we just met online and we, you know, we synced with each other and Trish kind of came up with the idea of, Hey, you know, what about this? And, so we said, sure, you know, there's 365 days in a year, 365 tips. Somehow it was a good fit until you're trying to squeeze out 365 sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, you guys met online before meeting online was required.
1: Yes, was- we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. And actually, there's I still haven't met Peggy in person ever. So, <laughs> but, you know, we talked on the phone and we all get along. And so we have written our books actually through email. We, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's going to be the norm for a while. I think it is. So we send all our tips into Trish and she's the one who um, puts them all together and publishes them through Lulu.com, which has been a great, um, a great resource for us. It's been a great way to publish our books and we can do the print books and we can do the eBooks and it's really nice. And right now people can, you know, it's, you can just go in there and grab an eBook. Um, Trish and I share the social media job for our group. So every other week, it's, you know, her turn or mine. So I've been doing, so I started doing videos a couple, like I don't know, last, well, last month. It seems like it was ages ago, doesn't it? it yes. About five weeks ago, I think. And because one day it was, you know, it was my week to, to post. And it was just like somehow coming up with a cute graphic and typing something up was way too much effort. It just seemed easier to go. Hi, I'm Jintzy with 365 caregiving tips. And here's a tip for you today. So. I keep the videos under a minute, partially because if you make them over a minute, then Instagram wants to either truncate it or turn it into a story. So, and I figure who wants to listen very long, although we did have a story about that earlier. And so, yeah, so then we um, followed our first book. Well, so our first book, here I go again, just taking over your interview. That's okay. <laughs> our chapters are things like general caregiving, medications, bathing and dressing. Mealtime, mobility, you know, incontinence, uh, advocacy and time management, holidays and travel, self-care, wound care, you know, uh, chronic pain management, and final tips, and then a little bit about the authors. Then we followed it up with a travel and respite version. And this one is what it says. It's about traveling together by air, sea, and land, pretty much hotel accommodations, dealing with medications and mealtime and mobility and incontinence, and then respite, when you're gonna take some time and maybe your loved one's gonna stay in a facility for a short while while you take a break, or even just taking a break. And we include some self-care quick refreshers in this book. Well, after we published the second book, um, Kathy said, you know, I've just really gotten this, this feeling, I think we need to publish our books in Spanish. That's a really cool idea, isn't it? None of the five of us speak Spanish.
0: And you're in Southern California. I know. That's even worse than mine, lack of
1: Spanish. I took German in high school, okay? You know, and I never regretted it, to tell you the truth, because I don't think I need Spanish anyway, so I'm stubborn. So (laughs) Kathy started using Google Translate, and then someone looked at it and said, oh, dear God, no, you can't do that. (laughs) Well, about the same time, she knew someone, and actually knew the wife and the husband had been a professor of Spanish, and he had, I think, he had some health problems, and he wasn't able to work, and was looking for something to do. And our first two books are in Spanish,
0: and then I learned quickly. Google Translate is okay. We had a French student stay with us for a month of the month of July, 2018, uh and I'm in the part of. Contra Costa County that grows, uh, we grow Brentwood sweet white corn. Oh. So I'm like, I know that corn is, well, I Googled it because I wasn't sure what corn on the cob was uh-huh. in French, even though I took French in high school, but nobody around here speaks it, so pfft, yeah, I don't either anymore. But,
1: and it, it's been a couple of years.
0: Yeah, you know, and the high school French teacher, she was not very nice. So <laughs> it's like, she did not make it an enjoyable experience. yeah oh, okay. so, <laughs> um my husband and i keep threatening to do babble or duolingo or there's oh, podcasts sure. that help you learn languages yeah because our you know if we ever get to leave Brentwood again <laughs> we'd like to go to france Ooh, there you
1: go something to look uh, forward to
0: yeah um fortunately we're still young enough ish that that should be fine
1: there you um go. and
0: united Airlines owes us two flights because they won't give us our money back for the hawaii trip that was canceled uh yeah yeah, they're good for two years and there's another Rotary Convention next year, I think. Uh, that's the whole problem. It's like, it's supposed to be in Taipei, Oh. Taiwan. So, even, that's that's even okay, but I don't know if we're going or not. Yeah. So, Maybe go to France instead, what the heck. Yeah, you never know. Hell, I'd go to Canada at this point. <laughs> I like Canada a lot. Oh,
1: admit it. You've come down to Southern California at this point. <laughs>
0: True. I love Southern California, too. So, anyway, mm. so I googled this poor kid. I don't know. He, he was he'd been awake for almost 24 hours. So I'm trying, i Google, I Google corn on the cob translation. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he and then he looks at my phone. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's maize, And I'm like, oh, okay. That one I know because you know, we have lots of native American yeah. tribes around here too. So. I didn't
1: know it was the same. Look at that. We're bilingual or trilingual. And we didn't even know it. I know
0: that's fantastic so but i'm glad that you found somebody that needed a purpose yes and you needed help and that is such a great thing
1: yeah
0: we all need purpose yeah so let me throw out so you might want to get your books handy the english ones okay
1: oh actually i was going to say we have one more book though too oh okay it's a it's the hospitals care facilities and hospice book so it's definitely not the favorite book but it's still a needed book so now I'm ready except the Spanish ones we're going to throw off to the side.
0: don't don't try to reference those. We might be here all day.
1: <laughs> oh wait, um, I I can get my phone and use Google Translate.
0: <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh yeah. We, that would, that that'd would be for some good laughs. I don't know if it would help people. So and this is this is a giant curveball. So if we need to come back to this one, Ooh, I can't let wait. me know. Um, I have had a lot of people reach out to me and say being in isolation has been detrimental for their loved ones. And a lot of them, their loved ones are in closer to the later stages or are in the later stages. Yeah. And it's hard. Like one gal her. It's interesting. Her dad actually reads he's 93 and he has Lewy body dementia. And he was, we did a catch up episode with her on how it's going with the isolation. And he was reading in the background the whole time. Aww. Um, she goes, I hope that wasn't too bad. I'm like, Oh, it's flavor. You know, it is what it is. Right. But she's having trouble with like, because she's the daughter mm-hmm. and the caregiver can't come for a oh. while because her sister got sick. Oh, so they have to isolate her. So they don't bring it to him, but he's not eating oh. much, He's not drinking. And she she'll hold the cup up to his lips, and he just ignores. <laughs> Sounds a lot like my mom was.
1: Oh,
0: you know it's and it's. I think it's that parent-child dynamic.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it.
0: Um, or I just her don't brother question. did get more um, liquid into him than she did, and oh, she I did understand. get watermelon
1: into him. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, it's, that was my first suggestion. So. um you have any ideas on how people that are living in isolation and they're seeing their loved ones decline rapidly? Like they can see a huge difference between two months ago and now
1: mm.
0: what they might be able to do. I don't know that there's an answer to that, but I don't need to just throw out the big question. First. Oh, why not?
1: Yeah. Well, as far as like drinking, my first thought is something like, um, a straw. If they have a straw that they can use because some t- that might, I mean, I know we outlawed those in California too, but
0: you, I have metal ones in I, my purse. I have plastic
1: ones. Oh, from before, from oh, quite okay. a while ago. Think, you know, I
0: think I do somewhere in the crafting. I know. Stash. I think we
1: all have a, a straw somewhere. So my thought would be to try a straw. My next suggestion would be to flavor it. If they're trying to get, if you're trying to get water down, flavor it with anything. Like I don't mean like vodka, but maybe. <laughs> but I do mean like you know, if you can even put juice in it or. If your big issue is just trying to get liquids in them, you know, who cares if you're giving them juice and it has sugar unless they're a diabetic. And I know that's a separate issue, but what I'm saying is pretty much try anything at that point. Chocolate milk. Yeah, That's a know? good idea. What she do you was, have?
0: She, she was doing, she, her brother brought Gatorade and that helped. And I'm not a huge Gatorade fan because one, well, it doesn't taste that great, but anything that's that bright blue or bright orange, just mm,
1: it's I don't think true. That,
0: I don't think that looks too good for you, but hey. But how old is he? 90
1: something? 93. Okay. 93, he can drink Gatorade. Right? Yeah. blue is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, and
0: and she was, she's concerned that he's depressed. And I bet, because, you know, their their social day program is canceled. Although yeah. um, the gal that's running it has been working with the state, which, you know, as a Californian yourself, that, yeah. <laughs> that moves a little slower than we'd like. To reopen with limited people, huh, um, like two or three instead of, I don't know, six or eight. Oh, yeah. And so what I suggested to her, I said, you know, my maternal grandfather always said, we don't get out of this life alive. True. And yeah, you know, nobody I know has. And I said, you know, go to the church, meet, there's another gal in our support group who's taking care of her husband meet them, just sit on different benches. Right. I mean, what are we protecting them from if they're just going to be 10 times worse in three or four months? No, it's true. You know.
1: It's true. It's different
0: for your husband because he's not that old. Right. At 93, you've lived. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, I would say, you know, get him out maybe in the front yard on a chair and let the neighbors know in advance and ask them to come walk by the house and visit him.
0: That's a great idea. I keep threatening. I'm like, Hey, just give me your address. My husband, and I will ride our bikes bikes. She can't right. be that far away from yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, it's, and we could just talk at him.
1: Yes. Or, you know, ask a couple of people, Hey, can you drive by with a sign that says hi or with a balloon or with a something, you know, like they're doing with the virtual birthday parties for people and, and not to be mean, but if he has any form of dementia, perhaps the same people could just drive up and down the street a few times. That is true. You can circle the block. You know, if you have the passenger side towards him one time, that's one person he can talk to. And if you have the driver's <laughs> side towards him, really that's another person he could talk to. That is
0: true. And that's it, a great idea. It
1: might be a way to, you know, keep him with some level of stimulation.
0: I'm going to text her that idea when we're done. Yeah. Because that's a fit. See, I've been racking my brain and I, you know, I, I guess I was thinking a little too literal like what can I do to help mm. so that's something I know she takes him for drives it was it was funny she texted me a video
1: uh-huh
0: they had gone through the Dutch Brothers drive through it's a coffee place oh, okay I don't know if you guys, we don't have don't it you, no okay we just got one in Brentwood Ooh. and a, they have a double drive through oh so it's gosh. like I'm gonna date myself here remember the little photo mat booth oh yes okay they're about that size, maybe oh, a little tiny. bigger, but they're about that size with two, like a double drive through. My gosh. And prior to nobody getting to go away, it, it, it had cars like all the way around it. It was crazy. And ours literally just opened like three or four months ago.
1: Oh it's really wow. Sad. Yeah. What time? So it
0: opened in February. Yeah. Terrible timing. So they had gone there and gotten, um, Something to drinks, and he was—I think he was drinking. He had the cup in his hand, and he's literally reading um, something about guaranteed blah blah blah. It was a little bit hard to understand it, but he like kept turning the cup and reading and,
1: <laughs> and oh.
0: round and round. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I told her you need a square cup, some place to stop. Yes,
1: that would be helpful. But I thought your suggestion of meeting some other people, like in a church parking lot or something, I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, the um, there's a winery we do grow a lot of wine grapes out here too mm-hmm. um that had they basically had a a virtual not virtual they had like a vehicle wine club so basically oh. everybody pulled into the circle drive of this this winery it's like a ranch uh-huh. winery kind of things not, not quite like Napa nice but not quite like Napa and I think they had ended up with like a hundred vehicles that came
1: through. Oh, wow. Picking
0: up their wine, their wine club. I guess it was the, I don't know, like a socially distancing wine club event. Okay. And they had a guy, you know, they had like a big patch of grass, really large um, section of lawn. And this guy just sat out there and played on his guitar. So people got to hear music and, and get out of their houses. It was, you know, nice sunny day and, and, the workers were bringing bags. You know, they had the masks and the gloves on. And, and well, well, it didn't seem a lot of fun to me, but apparently people had a lot of fun. So <laughs> That's
1: good. I think our our uh, perspective of fun is sort of changing as well. I'm excited if I see neighbors talking outside at a safe distance and I can go join them. I feel like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> so cool.
0: It's like a human.
1: I know. I know. That's how I feel. Well,
0: so my mom was in a, a res- care residence. Mm-hmm. And... I know a lot of people think, oh, you put your love on a memory care and your caregiving days are over. No, yeah, they're that's not. Baloney. That's baloney. No. Not no, at It's so fun when they call you up and say, your mama need uh, new shoes. Your mama need this. You're like, you couldn't have told me that yesterday when I was there? Yeah. <laughs> or you couldn't, or I get there and they say, your mom needs toilet paper. She needs these toiletries or whatever. And it's like, you couldn't have told me on my way here.
1: No. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I understand because my dad actually, so my mom had passed away unexpectedly. And even in the hospital, my dad, as my, before my mom's dead, my dad says, well, I'm going to come and live with you. I'm thinking, She's not dead. Okay. But okay, dad, you know what? You can deal with this. So he came and lived with us. They had retired to Arizona. So he moved back to Orange County and lived with us for about three or four months. And I knew what my dad was like. And one day he says on a Wednesday, I want to move on Saturday. <laughs> so I had scoped out the places between the time my mom passed away and the time he moved out here. And then I'd taken my husband and son and we kind of all agreed on one. And so it was fine. We had a place for him to live. And it was a senior apartment sort of, but I knew from my mom talking about this aging in place thing that that's what I needed to look for. So, and that was perfect because he lived in this apartment from when he moved in when he was independent for a man with a walker who had had many, many TIAs and was in his eighties until he passed away in his bed in that apartment room. Um, in, you know in his apartment on hospice uh 25 months after my mom died and it but as you say you know i mean and what was so what was nice was he could live in there while he was on hospice he could get more nursing care from them i just said well you know same place just the bill went up depending on what he needed but you are not kidding you're still the caregiver you're like get the hi your dad just choked on something so we did the heimlich on him at lunch but he's fine Yeah, you're like, okay, then why did you call me? It's like, oh, Oh, they were required to. Oh, hey, hi, your dad just fell in the dining hall. I was always at lunch. At lunch, we kind of said that he's fine. You know, those kind of phone calls. I mean, one day uh, we were at a restaurant that was like, we'd come back from taking our, from being at Boy Scout camp for a week with our son. And we were at a restaurant that was basically on the diagonal corner from his apartment complex. And I see the 911 call going to his apartment complex. (laughs) and then my phone rings
0: oh dear hey
1: hi yeah your dad's having a problem and now the paramedics are here i'm like yeah i can see (laughs) i'm like okay we're gonna finish eating and then i'm coming to the hospital no worries (laughs) but we're just like yeah so yes i agree that even if your loved one's in a facility no you are still the primary caregiver your days are not over at that point
0: nope i think that's one of the things that's really weird because it's been 20 days since my mom passed away.
1: Oh, and that's nothing. No,
0: I'm doing better this week than Saturday. Saturday was rough. This week has not been, oh, it's only Monday, so (laughs) what am I talking about? That's (laughs) okay.
1: Okay. Even if one day is good, that's the good thing. It's because some days are good and some days just aren't.
0: What are some of your favorite tips? That might be the best way to
1: Oh, okay. Well, I have been um, sharing tips, like I say, on my week for social media. And so I've been trying to pick some tips out of our books. And what's funny is, because our first book was published in 2016, which at this point is almost like a lifetime ago in everything that's changed. But then again, January of 2020 would be a lifetime ago in some ways.
0: It was for me. Yeah. I lived in a different house. I still had a mom. I had a photography business.
1: Oh my! <laughs> so, one of the interesting things was that in our book, tip number 57 from our first book, was about attend events and see distant family members without leaving home. And it talked about using FaceTime or Skype, because we had heard of Zoom at that point, if it even existed, to attend a wedding, a family gathering, or see family and friends at the holidays if you can't make a trip. So it's stuff that's very relevant to what we're doing today. But you know, this one, um, tip 26, take pictures or make videos. Life may not be picture perfect, but you'll be grateful for those pictures of your loved one with your family and friends in the future. We did a Zoom Easter on Easter, and I made sure to take a picture of all of us on the Zoom screen together because that was what the Easter was this year.
0: Uh, I can attest to the fact that, I don't know if it was the day that my mom died or the day after, but I looked through all the little videos and all the photos that I have taken for myself, but also for my social media, so that because I would take videos to kind of document what late stage Alzheimer's looked like.
1: Oh, that was smart.
0: It was hard oh, because it felt like a violation. Mm-hmm. I knew she wouldn't like it if she was in her right mind, but I'm like, I I encounter people who are beyond clueless as to what this stage is like, and yeah. I have learned, and unfortunately, it was a little little late in the game learning some of this stuff, but you have to be as prepared for mm-hmm. what it looks like at the end. Yeah. Because I kind of felt like, especially in the last 10 months, like I was literally chasing, you know, the diamond ring down the drain because mm-hmm. I kept thinking, I just got to catch up to where she is so we can, you know, or she needs to stop declining so I can get to, you know, to a solution point. I can't yeah. keep fixing a problem that keeps changing. Yeah,
1: that's and, true.
0: Um, knowing... You know, I've, you know, like right at the end, it's like something's just clicked into place. Well, better late than never, I guess. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of one of the messages going forward is, and it, and it was the message all the way through for the podcast, but it was like, the more, you know, the easier this will be to deal with, because this is not an easy disease to deal with.
1: No, no. And what
0: works today might not work tomorrow, but then it might work again next week. And, and then you might have a pandemic that just throws everything up in the air.
1: Yeah, who could have guessed that one, right? Oh, and you know,
0: and it's funny because some of the videos when I was doing them, it's like, man, this is weird. Like, I have one. I need to, I need to send it to my uncle because my mom was talking about how her brothers were normal people now, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I don't know what they were before, but okay, now they're normal people, so I guess that's good. And then she starts talking about how she was the first in her family. Then she starts talking about some woman, and I'm like. This is like literally mental pinball.
1: Oh boy!
0: And I'm just—you can hear me. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, your brothers are normal people. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, she did. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. You know, sometimes I'd go home and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I feel like somebody just punched the crap out of my brain."
1: Oh, I bet. But
0: now I look at it and I can, even though it hasn't been very long, I can look back and go, "That was actually kind of funny."
1: Yes. Yeah. Because you, ha- and that's a tip in one of our books. So probably more than one of that you have to be able to see the humor in these things and it's okay to laugh. You know, you're not laughing at the person. You're just laughing because things happen and you better realize they're actually kind of funny. And sometimes if you don't laugh, you're going to cry and there's not that it's mm-hmm. bad to cry, but you don't want to be in that state all the time.
0: No, it's oh, not a fun state.
1: No, no. Let's and see. the other
0: thing with the videos and the photos is looking, Back over the last two years of them or three years, I guess. It was it was very comforting because it's like I could not have done a better job. Yes. I mean, I could have known more, learned, maybe learn things faster, but you know, I did as best I could, and it was a it was a dang good job, if I do say so myself. Yeah. And I I don't need to prove that to anybody else. It was just really nice to be able to. To look at that and know, you know, because the end was kind of not fun. No, it never is. For anybody. And, you know, I'm really glad knowing what I know that we might not be visiting loved ones at all for a long time. Guess she picked a good time to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've heard it said many times you can only make a decision at the time based on the information you have and the resources you have. And the abilities you have, you can't make a decision today based, on, I mean, you can't make a decision, you could never have made a decision in February to stuck up on that darn toilet paper.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> now
1: you could look back and think, oh my God, you should have bought toilet paper instead of like not, you know, as an example you know it's that's like true any of these things i mean one day i was beating myself up and was like oh i should have been like more on board about like buying face masks and i'm like seriously how could i have possibly known this even three days before i thought of it you know it, you could you it, we're really good at beating ourselves up i think when we're caregivers and it doesn't help the situation it doesn't make you feel better either but we do it anyhow mm-hmm. but here's another tip this is actually in the travel and respite book and this is in our self-care quick refreshers and it's tip three twenty five. Try to make a special treat or time for you every day. Ten or fifteen minutes, maybe all you have and need. But even for right now, caregiver or not, that is such a valid tip because we're trying to work from home. We're spending more time than ever on work. And yet we're, you know, parents are also raising their kids while they're working. Um, when my husband and I went for a walk yesterday, we talked to some neighbors who were out with their kids. They were in their driveway and we run across the street. It was all safe. I promise. (laughs) And we call them a young couple. You know, they might be in their thirties. I don't know how old they are. They have two children who are two and four and both the people in the, um, couple are attorneys. And so I said, Oh, you know, you guys are working from home. And they said, yeah. And, um, the, they know my son's in law school, so the said, like, well, you know what, about those billable hours? And he went, oh, no, he's only in law school. But he <laughs> said, you know, he said, basically I used to get all my billable hours in between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. And I had, you know, eight or nine or 10 hours a day. And he said, now to get that, I work till 11 p.m. at night. Because hmm. he said, you know, I'm trying to deal with two kids and being at home and, and being a parent at the same time I'm working, and it's just not working.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. I've I've heard people, broadcasters that are interviewing people, and I have to say, it makes me nuts that these broadcasters can't figure out how to do a Zoom call oh without God. that echoey, Yeah, you know, it's like, stop using the microphone on your computer. Like, yeah. bring one in from the, you know, the CNN headquarters or wherever. Yeah, or one on I Amazon, would think they would have did.
1: resources, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm not sure. Maybe they don't have ones that attach to computers. They have big fancy ones, but still, it's like, come on. you know. Well, have you seen? I started podcasting in the closet, and I've heard podcasters that are like big ones that now all their hosts are basically podcasting from the closet. And I'm yes. like, why well, turn my whole office into a sound
1: booth? <laughs> but on that working from home, have you seen The Weatherman? I think his name is Jeff Lyon or Lyons with an S. And, um, He's been broadcasting the weather from home, so it would be like if you hear any noise, it's because my cat is trying to get into this room. And so he has Betty, the weather cat, who assists him sometimes now because his cat is with him at home and she wants to be right there. And
0: I wonder how that's actually going to change the way things are in the future because, you know, we're not going to want to go back to your basic polished smooth weather reports news report we're gonna to want to see betty the weather cat yes it's true you know we're gonna to want to see people's you know offices and homes and you remember the um i think he oh, it was a british journalist i think the one who had his,
1: his, the little kids came in while he was on the air
0: yeah and then his wife chased them in <laughs> yes. oh my gosh that was hysterical well, then they interviewed him like two years later so the kids are <laughs> you know and it's like two years ago that was like. That went viral because it was like, Oh my goodness, did you see this poor guy? His kids ran, his wife ran in, it was chaos in the background. Now people are like, This is boring. Where where's the you like my dogs are right here on the floor? I'm
1: like, where's the excitement? I know it's like, well, that's <laughs> everyday life.
0: Yeah, my husband. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna want to see more of that. And it's gonna be
1: interesting. Oh, well, I think we're living it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll probably try to go back to smooth and polished and slick and all the way it was before, and then people will be like. Yeah, I kind of liked it the other way too, and they're going to figure out they're going to figure out some way to do both. I'm sure yeah. of it.
1: Well, asking though about the tips on the um, hospitals, care facilities, and hospice book, here's a couple that might be useful for you to keep in mind. Tip three hundred and sixty-four: Give yourself as much time as you need to grieve. And tip three hundred and sixty-five: Remember to be kind to yourself I know you have done your best. Mm-hmm. You know. that's why
0: I drove to Michael's all the way, you know, 25 miles away and back to pick up some supplies, to do some nice things. Even if I make these cards for the, the care home mom was in or the, um, the, the teenager that's trying to do senior pen pals with one of, we have an assisted living community here that has no memory care, which oh. I'm not sure why they ever built one of those, um, She's tried, there's 118 residents, so she wants to get 118 people. She wants all 118 residents to have a pen pal. So. Oh, how nice. Yeah. My friend who's taking care of her dad, mm-hmm. See, now I'm just transferring what I used to do for my mom to this person now. <laughs> her dad, she's struggling because it's just the two of them in the home and they used to have caregivers, mm-hmm. I think five or six days a week, if not seven. Mm-hmm. Um, well he had the day program four days a week. I think basically seven days a week she had help in one okay. way or the other. Right now she has like one. And so she's having a tr- trouble taking a shower. I mean, he read the book right next to her while she was talking with me for the podcast. Yeah. Because he won't go in another room with her. With If she's in another room, he will follow her. Ah. So is that 10 or 15 minutes? I don't, you know. She's she's struggling to figure out how to get a shower.
1: I bet. Does he sleep at night?
0: Um yeah, not as good as he was when he was more active.
1: I bet. Well, see, that would be a reason to get him out on the porch and have him a li- interact a little bit with people, maybe take him for a walk if he's mobile. Because that, yeah, you want to tire them out.
0: Yeah. That will okay.
1: So. Or maybe if she can get him out on the porch and get people to drive by and wave, she can take out a glass of iced tea, Long Island iced tea, or just sweetened iced tea, or something that she can, for a moment even. Maybe for her, I hate to say it, it's going to be a minute at a time to get that 10 or 15 minutes from the sound effect. Okay.
0: But well, it- I'm definitely texting her the idea of having the neighbors drive by. I might be able to get my Rotary Club bunch of people. There's a hundred of us in our club. I bet you I can get some of us to... Do that drive by and see
1: that would be great. And maybe she could make that even um, rather than having 100 people drive by in one day, maybe yeah. she'd like to have 20 people drive by for five days or once a week have 10 people drive by, see what she thinks might work.
0: Yeah, if we do the if we try one, you know, try 10 people one day and see how he reacts, right? That'd be great. So, okay, yeah, I, I should write that
1: down before I forget. you can ask. You can always send me a text or an email and I'll remind you. <laughs> I can always listen oh, to this too. I was too. just going to say, you could always watch this, huh? I know, but I great podcast where you could learn more about it. Hmm. <laughs> we're actually, um, I was going to tell you, we're working on our fourth book now. Oh, awesome. And it is going to be, we may not call it 365 caregiving tips, because it's more like 365 tips for human beings, because it's going to be all self-care.
0: That's a good idea.
1: And I mean, because who doesn't need self-care? Even
0: pre-pandemic, we all needed to do better. We did, but
1: yeah. But now you kind of realize, oh yeah, I probably need to do those things. And I mean, I just kind of roll my eyes at, like I was reading a newspaper article about all the important things you need to be doing to, you know, stay healthy during this. And you need to go outside in the sun and get vitamin D. And I'm looking outside, and going, well, it's gray and overcast. That that one's out. And of course, you need to really be sleeping really well because that's important. And then what I thought was hysterical because this everything about this, it seems like there's controversial information or at least contradicting information. You should take a suit in one, one point was about taking a shower. And I was recording this. I was reading it for um, a class that I teach. and I was trying to share these self-care tips with them. And I was like, okay, so you, it said take a really hot shower because then you sweat and you get all this stuff out or take a really cold shower because it's good for this and this and that. And I went, you know, just take a shower and get clean. Just, yeah. just take a shower, you know, it's like, I don't want to sweat. In it. I don't want to get out of a shower sweaty, and I don't like a cold shower. So what, let's do a couple more self-care
0: tips, because everybody needs those right now.
1: Oh, man, you are just not kidding. All right, let me see. Which book do I want them from? Give me a moment. Uh, let's see. Well, here we go. This one also pr- applies to your friend. This is actually from the Hospitals Care Facilities and Hospice book, but for each of those things we included self-care, you know. Okay. Okay. And this one is tip, sorry about that, Uh, 342, take or time for yourself can include regrouping in a quiet area of the house or stepping out into the backyard for a few minutes.
0: I did that a lot. It was easier to regroup outside of the backyard when they had coyotes and falcons and hawks. Oh, I bet. Cottontail bunnies and ground squirrels to deal with. Yeah. Now there's humans.
1: <laughs> now another tip that's right in there, the same chapter, actually, same book is so pertinent for right now. And I know it doesn't apply for everyone, but I'm going to share it anyway. It's tip number 340. If you cannot be with your loved one for a period of time, Call to keep in touch when we wrote the book that was not the what we envisioned or this we envisioned you went away on respite for a day or two you know or you you had to go out of town on a business trip you know those weird things from the past yeah. <laughs> but, and I know that talking on the phone doesn't work for everyone or using Zoom or, you know, I know that all those technology and even, I mean, a phone isn't technology anymore, but I know all those things don't work for everyone. But Sometimes you have to, as you were saying, you have to try and maybe try it again next week or try it on a different day or even try it at a different time of day. Like maybe with this gentleman, um, maybe he, if he could have friends or relatives who could, be on a zoom call with him or be on a FaceTime with them, even for a couple of minutes that would give him someone else to see. Mm-hmm. And that I, might...
0: have a, I have a suggestion for that. Cause my mom's visual processing was so crappy oh. that she couldn't interpret what she would see on an iPhone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I never, I never tried with my iPad. I have an iPad mini. But Uh we, we have a smart TV now, although it's an Android TV and we're in like an all Apple household. So that's, it's like sort of smart TV, (laughs) but we have, you know, put the zoom calls, like um, like airplay it from the computer or the phone or whatever onto our big 80. I let my husband buy an 85 inch. (laughs) I just have a tip on that one. Make sure you can find a console that goes underneath it. That's as big because. I think it's seventy-two inches wide, or seventy-something. Yeah, it's not eighty-five inches wide. So TV measurements are weird. But it's slightly wider than the console that's underneath it, the cabinet. And you know, being an artist, photographer, person, it drives me bonkers.
1: Oh, I bet.
0: Like if we had just gotten one that was the same width, but we got the TV and then we tried to find the console. So don't do that. It's it looks a little odd, but if And I think the the care home that my mom was in, I think they must've had a smart TV. Uh, If they could have put me up on there and had her sitting there, that probably would have worked a whole lot better than the phones they were trying to use. I didn't even bother with that because, well, she wasn't awake most of the last two weeks. So it uh, mattered, but.
1: Well, this is back in the caring for you section of hospitals. Uh, it's tip number nine, 98 and 99 will do. 98 is be sure to nourish and hydrate your loved one. Needs you at the top of your game to advocate for them is number 98, and number 99 is take breaks so you do not wear yourself out. Back to those breaks. Remember to use the bathroom. It specifies. It says it is amazing how we get so focused on our loved one that we forget basic needs for ourselves. But I mean, truly. That's
0: not one I used to- I don't usually have a problem with that one, but that's because I have a tiny bladder.
1: Ah, uh, but you know, a lot of people, it's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom, but I'll, I'll just put it off, and I'll put it off, and I'll put it off. Just go to the bathroom. You know, I mean, it sounds kind of funny, but if you need to use the bathroom, it's okay to go.
0: I agree with that one. Yeah, it's also healthy. <laughs> yes,
1: you know, um, one of the things is to, uh, and I know this is in one of the books, probably more than one, but keeping your phone and your devices charged or having um, having the one that you can grab, or if you have a to-go kind of bag ready for any time you need to leave the house, especially like, God forbid, somebody has to go to the hospital right now, you're not going to be able to join them but you're gonna to need to get in touch with people. So make sure you've got your charger with you. And this is when also those things come in handy that I had no, I have at least one of them that, you know, you get it free from somewhere, the little device that you charge the device. And then that device you can use to charge your phone or charge your iPad. Those are silly until the first time you need one and they, they come in really handy. And yeah,
0: those are great for traveling. So if yeah. you don't have one for that traveling thing we used to
1: do. <laughs> yeah, the old days, yeah. But, but, yeah, if
0: you have one of those, get it out, charge it up. Right.
1: And I mean, even making sure that you have on your phone um, those phone numbers or that personal information you might need, because, you know, you, you know, back before cell phones, like when I was growing up, I had everybody's phone number memorized if I called them on a regular basis. And now it's like, yeah, my neighbor, like their phone number. It's look under their name. You'll find it. Yeah. But the problem is, you know, let's say there is that one or two phone numbers you have memorized. And. In a moment of panic, you may not remember it. If that was the one that's you need, true. so have just put them in there. You know, having a phone number in more than one place is easy. You know, that's you know, it's really with our phones these days, it's really not hard. You don't have fifty scraps of paper or a phone phone book. Your yes, I still have one that you're carrying around that has someone's name and number. So use your phone, make good use of it, and put that stuff in there. You know, while you're watching too much TV or Tiger King or one of those shows. Go through and go weed out the phone numbers because if you're looking at a phone number and your phone and you're going, who is this person? Probably doesn't need to be there.
0: Probably not. Make sure your information is updated. Yes. Um, I did not realize until this past October, 2019 that I did not have my home address in my part of the contact, like my um, personal yeah, information uh-huh. in the context. So I knew once I got from downtown LA onto the freeway, that I can be able to get home it's high five it's not hard to get
1: home right
0: like, but I did not know how to get from the hotel to the freeway and so I said yeah you know, I pushed the button on my steering wheel and say you know give me directions to home and it said I don't know where you live and I thought well, that's just rude <laughs> While I was waiting for the Michaels people to put the stuff in my trunk, I went in and put in my address in my phone.
1: Yeah, that's good thinking.
0: Having your stuff updated is extremely important. And then I have another tip. Try to keep like a protein bar or some kind of in your purse because I swear, you know, you think, well, I'll just run to the vending machine and all that stuff's crap. That's not good for you. And you know, sometimes you just you don't feel like you can go all the way to the cafeteria, or or mom is taking forever, and you're getting a little hungry, and you don't want to get angry, so you know, right. if you eat a little bit of your protein
1: bar. Yeah, or exactly that. The first time, well, when my mom was in the hospital, it's the first time was the only time, and it was the end. It was all all in one fell swoop. Oh boy, it was eleven days in ICU that you know didn't have a happy ending, and so we get to the hospital and we all go down to grab something to eat. And so I had, i remember I'd gotten a sandwich and it was just all I could do to get a half a sandwich in. So I took the other half with me. It wasn't bad. It was a good sandwich. And later I'm in the waiting area up at the ICU. And this is a pretty ritzy hot ICU. You could get three graham crackers and free coffee. So I mean, I thought it was like, I pretty much ate graham crackers and coffee for the next 11 days. But this gentleman came up, an older gentleman whose wife had just been admitted to the ICU. And he was looking at the vending machines. And somebody said, well, go downstairs and get something to eat from the cafeteria. And I said, no, you can't. I said, they, they actually closed. And I said, you can't eat that. But I have this perfectly good half a sandwich that I honestly haven't touched so it's yours if you'd like it so i gave it to that gentleman because just as you say you know if you have no and men don't normally carry purses so if you don't have a snack in your purse you're going to eat some piece of junk out of the vending machine besides the graham crackers
0: yeah and if you're hungry and you eat sugar it's going to spike your blood sugar which is not good for you and then it's going to come back down rapidly and you just might be a you might not mentally be. You might not have mental clarity to deal yeah. with all of the 5,000 things that they expect you to deal with all at once, right. which is frustrating. Yeah. Or you might get irrationally angry at somebody who's just trying to do their job. Yeah. you know, Screaming at nurses is probably not a wise idea. Not normally. No, it's not nice anyway. No. Do you have one last really good tip you want to share? And then I'll let you Zoom with somebody else.
1: <laughs> I do. I want to share tip hundred tip 365 from our first book. Remember that miracles happen every day.
0: That is true. The sun comes up, flowers bloom.
1: And I think for right now, if there's one tip we need, it's that one.
0: I thoroughly agree.
1: Yeah. I think that's this, important right now.
0: And when you're dealing with somebody, especially in the later stages of Alzheimer's, sometimes you just got to find the, you got to find the little the little filament, silver filament Yeah, you do that. Um, and, and sometimes you got to look really hard, but you know, it helps. And I'm not generally the most positive person. (laughs) I've worked on it a lot in the last 20 years. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 15 years thereabouts between 15 and 20. So, you know, if I can find silver linings, you know, we, we, uh, like I said, we moved rapidly, it wasn't impulsive, but it felt like it. And this about the time we were getting settled. The governor said, "Everybody stay home." And my mom was getting more difficult. And then she fell and ended up in the hospital. And then she died. And <laughs> it's like,
1: oh my lord!
0: Yeah. So if I can find silver linings or even a little silver filament, everybody can. That's right. You know? yeah. I really appreciate it. this. Has been so much fun.
1: Oh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me on to talk about our books
0: you're welcome and all of those are linked in the show notes so people can just click through and order sounds like you should get all four of them although the fourth one's not out yet fourth right? one's
1: not out yet but you can get all when three do of you them.
0: have a um do you have a eta on the fourth one
1: when it's published when it's published
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a a deadline that you're shooting for or are you just not putting that pressure on you
1: let's say this year <laughs>
0: I that you know, considering what's going on, that's not an unreasonable date.
1: That's what I think. You know, This year would be a good one, yeah. Yeah, okay. But well, if I, can... when I find out something more specific, I will definitely let you know.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you guys are just starting on that one.
1: We are close to having our 365 tips, I believe, but then, you know, you want to compile them, massage them, group them into the right chapters, read it, edit it, correct those mistakes that you suddenly see. You know, that, you know, and discover you put this one tip is so good. It's in five different parts of the book. Now you need four more tips. You know, those sort of things.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm happy to announce that as of the release of this episode, the fourth caregiving book is now available. The link is in the show notes to their website. You may also find the 365 caregiving tips on our brand new partners page. I hope you're following me on social media and Jincy because she posts tips every single day. Be sure to check out our brand new revamped website. And as always, I'll be in your ears again next Tuesday.